Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen, Life Coach Tom Wells, and our Doctor of Thinkology, Alex King, here on this Friday, January 11th, 2019. It's 8 a.m. in New York, 5 a.m. in Los Angeles, 1 p.m. in London and Sydney, Australia. It's 12 midnight, but wherever you are in the world, thank you so much for tuning in to yet another podcast episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And it's a Friday, that's usually a good thing because we're closing in on the weekend. That's yet another way to find that good feeling place. Alex is shaking her head up and down. Yes, she's <laughs> ready for the weekend. You got plans, girl? You got stuff set up to do? Or what, what, What's your weekend looking no, like? No, I don't. <laughs> you don't? You're just psyched. That's good. Oh, yes, I do. No, I, I'm going to see my uh, my BFAM's baby uh-huh. time tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. Wow, fantastic. So I'm excited. She's she's so adorable. That is great. Congratulations. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be good. Yeah. Yeah. And Tom's just sitting there very quietly, which is very untom like. But uh, what's going on in your life? You having good <laughs> stuff going on? Yeah, we're getting our uh, fourth uh, little bit of snow for the season. Oh <laughs> today, all right. right at this moment as we speak. Yeah, we're getting a tiny bit of snow. It's so fluttering out. Really very good. Excellent. <laughs> Well, this is a, a Q&A in addition to our uh, chattering and having fun and doing good stuff here up on the screen and on the podcast. So if you're listening to the live stream, feel free to punch your questions in. We'll be looking for them. I'm seeing people already checking in saying hello, good morning. So hello and good morning to everyone who's saying hello. And uh, while we're waiting for the uh, questions to come streaming in, we'll get started at our end uh, because that's the way we do things here. So, uh, Tom, you, you, you mentioned before the podcast you had already figured out what your first question is, so I'm going to go to you first because that's a safe way to go. So, <laughs> so what's the first question of the day? <laughs> well, um, how can I have the life I want and feel fulfilled right now rather than always thinking it'll get better in the future? What a good question. Uh, that's the question I, I, real, I deal with that question every single morning. That's a great question. I think question. we all do, actually. <laughs> how, how can I feel really, really good right now instead of thinking, you know, oh, if only I had this, I could mm-hmm. feel good. Yeah. I would feel so much better. And I have to say, my, my answer is the, the thing that I actually do each morning when I'm feeling exactly that way. I get up. I... Usually I have to feed the cats first because they need that kind of instant attention. Then after I feed the cats, I go into this office here where I have a mirror on the wall and I do my mirror exercises. Mirror, mirror mm-hmm. on the wall. Who's yes. the fondest Walt of all? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the fairest Walt of all? Yeah. And, then, and the answer is me. Does the mirror talk to you? Yeah. Actually, it does. does That's it the weird all... part because you look yourself in the eyes as you're doing it. You know, you're talking to yourself yeah. while you're doing these yeah. mirror exercises. And uh, I mean, the first few times it's kind of funny. It's gotten to the point now where I'm really used to it. And as right. a result, I, I, you know what that's like, Alex? Do uh, you do mirror exercises? Yeah. You do. Okay. I did them for you know, therapy purposes. They were like, okay, we're going to try affirmations and all this stuff. And I was just like, it's too weird. I <laughs> it is. It's very weird. But it's like I do them on my own. Like 
in in a weird way. Like if I if um if I pass by the mirror and I'm having a good day or yeah. you know and I, I'm just happen to be looking good that day, I'm like, oh, I see you, okay, mm-hmm. you know. So absolutely, <laughs> those are affirmations for me. <laughs> well, that's the whole point too, because really, the, there are a lot of reasons for doing mirror exercises. I think the biggest mm-hmm. reason to do it is to remind ourselves that we love ourselves and to, yeah. to, to basically build that self-esteem, that confidence up. Um, because mm-hmm. when we're feeling confident, to answer Tom's question that he raised, which is a great question, when we're feeling more confident, we have less of a tendency to start wondering, how am I going to feel better by you know, having something else happen to me? And instead we replace mm-hmm. it with, I'm choosing to feel better, which is you know, the yeah. great way to go. So, I mean, Tom, do you have a practice? I, I, I know you don't raise a question while usually having an answer in hand as well. <laughs> uh, do, you, do, you have, do you have a well, practice today, in mind? Today my, my answer might just be, a tiny bit ahead of my question or right there with it. Actually, I was looking in the mirror today too. Were you? And I said, and I actually said to myself, how could you ever have a problem if you're an infinite being? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? You know, know, why, why would you think that, that you've got to struggle if, uh, if you're supposedly infinite consciousness? Mm. So, you know, a lot of ways that's what it does come down to is keep on realizing that every moment, there's really nothing else going on except this expression of consciousness. Mm. And uh, that's a pretty – I mean, I don't know if that always works for everybody. I'm, I'm certainly playing with that a lot these days. Like, Just like, hey, if I'm, if I'm trying to be in the future or I'm worried about the past, it's like it doesn't really exist. It really is only right now. And mm-hmm. so uh, how do I want to kind of just chill and mm-hmm. flow with it? And quit bothering myself so much. <laughs> you know, with, with saying, oh, if only I had more money, if only I had the right relationship, if only I had, you know, what? You know, a different health situation. Um, right. And, you know, it's kind of really torturing ourselves to do that, to if only I had, you know. Um, maybe you could say, wouldn't it be nice if, but anything that takes me out of the moment seems to be like uh, a mistake or a uh, I don't know confusion. So it's really, the moment is all I got. So got to find my peace here. Peace yeah. is always there. So. It's a funny, funny way that we phrase that too. We say now is all we've got, which is true, but it, it almost makes now it, is everything we've got. It makes it so minimal. It's, well, it's all we've got. Yeah, right. It. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's when true. It, when in fact it's yeah, we have everything in the now. That's the place yeah. where it's all at. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can explore. A, we can explore a lot in this moment. Um, some mm-hmm. people, that's all they ever talk about is you know. There's these non-dual thinkers, and they're uh, they just talk about how the moment is all all that you've got, and therefore, when you when you learn to just totally surrender to the fact that consciousness is all there is, then you quit struggling with anything because no matter what's coming up, it's it's infinite consciousness. Now, of course, that just sounds kind of intellectual, but it is true. It is true. No matter what's coming up, it's infinite consciousness creating it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, by the way, we Suraj, can sink deeper and deeper into that. Suraj is, is agreeing that mirror exercises and self-talk really work. So apparently, he's having the same experience that we've been talking about. And Didi, uh, they do make you feel better. They do, don't you? Don't don't they? It, it's just yeah. something. How it it doesn't take long either. It's like seconds. I mean, we're, yeah. not, we're not even talking, you know, like a thirty-minute meditation. We're talking like within the first right. minute. It's, it's mm-hmm. really feeling quite a big difference. 
Dee Dee was pointing out, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, imagine yourself feeling the joy now as if what you desire is in your experience and be grateful that your desire is known and answered by Source who is delivering it to you at this moment, which ties in directly to what you were talking about, Tom, living in the now. When you're living in the now, that's where all that's available to us, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I want to say hi to Dee Dee, and I'm glad you're feeling better. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DD was one of the many uh, things that have gone very well this week. Um, another one being that we're, we, we're sad, but we're happy because Carlos is no longer one of the, our co-hosts, but it's because he's doing so well. <laughs> he's been getting all these gigs, doing commercials and so forth, and building his career in Hollywood. So it, it cuts into his schedule to be able to do the, the co-hosting with us. But wow, what a fabulous yeah. story that is. And then DD, we helped What a way to go. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And then Didi was uh, last week uh, hospitalized, and, and we actually, as a group on the show that I did with Cindy, we did this like uh, group healing thing, and, and all just kind of held her in, in our minds in terms of being in a really good place, a healthy place. And she ended up avoiding emergency surgery. She's out of the hospital. She's back to doing what she does, and it's like, wow, wow what a fabulous turnaround! I'm back That's here with been. us in the morning. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. that was really great, and then. Um, uh, Alex was also uh, part of our big news for the week because she's got uh, this this new relationship going on, and she's so excited about that. That's fabulous. I am. <laughs> oh, it's brand new, is it? Wow, it's brand new. That's great. And, and the part that I, the part that really reinforces the law of attraction for me is the fact that you are on the autism spectrum with some Aspergers. He is also, yep. and you didn't know yep. about each other on that b- before you met. You found out after you no. met. And that is so right. cool. <laughs> That's law of attraction, right? It there. really is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So good stuff happening this week, and that—that just—that's another way. I mean, if, I should have thought to, to include that in my mirror exercises today to remind myself: look at these cool things that are happening. These are really great things. Well, that are that's what—that's what I was going to say to answer uh, Tom's question: is is to be to account for what you're grateful for. That's how you you know stay in the now. That's true. I mean, when you're counting what they call counting your blessings, you're you're, yes. you're focusing on the things that are going well and the stuff that feels good. And yes. that's, that's really the battle, really, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday afternoon, uh, Drew and I were talking about uh, he, his, his big issue was that um, he, he's trying to get himself organized. He's trying to make lists and so forth. And I realized mm-hmm. pretty quickly... His problem was not making lists or getting organized because, I mean, a list takes five minutes to make. This is not something you have to spend hours and hours on, right? So I realized mm-hmm. what, what was really going on is he was having trouble connecting with what it is that he really loved, what he really wanted mm-hmm. to do, what was exciting to him, you know? So we spent the hour yeah. talking about exactly that. Uh, well, mm-hmm. when, when you have stories like these or, or, like you said, things to feel grateful for, that ties you in directly to the stuff that feels good, the stuff that emotionally excites you and so forth. So, yes. Yeah. It's very, very powerful to do that. No doubt about it. And talk and to talk about the what you want in the future as if it's already happening. Um, mm-hmm. I was doing that last night. I, I try to do that every day for at least ten minutes. I talk about having the things that I want in the future as if they're already here and how good that'll feel. Mm-hmm. And you know, do that at least ten minutes a day, and then they say just drop it. You know, just talk about it and as if it's all the way you want it and feel into that and then let it go. And it just opens the doors for that to come to you. 
And by the way, I should Ale- start obsessing about it. By the way, Alex, um, <laughs> D- I don't know if you saw it, but Didi was commenting in uh, the comments section. She says, uh, is that why you're glowing this morning, Alex? Oh, it shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm always glowing, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love but it, it helps. It helps. It does. It does. So, did, now, um, so, so Tom came up with a good question today. Have you thought of a good question for today, Alex? Uh, yes. My question is, when did you realize that the law of attraction was working for you? Like, what was the first thing that you realized that you manifested? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. Why? What was the first Go one? Back and think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a long time ago for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was only one years old. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, how about this? How about what, what was no, the no, first no, thing that you manifested? Well, no, stick with that first yeah, question. It's a good question. Yeah. I, I think I know what okay. the answer was. Um, mm-hmm. I, I first saw The Secret... In November mm. of 2007, that's when mm-hmm. I first became aware of the term law of attraction. Mm-hmm. And about two, uh, more than that, about three months before that, I'd been to see a doctor about a minor situation. It wasn't any big deal. And while I was there, mm. I had mentioned that I had this thing on my pinky right on top of the knuckle. And I, mm. I said, you know, is this anything I need to worry about or whatever? And she looked at me and she says, oh, yeah, that's a cyst. And I said, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, well, you know, is that something to worry about? She says, no, no, most times it doesn't have any kind of problem. It's potential that it could potentially become a cancerous situation, but it's really unlikely to do that. But yeah. it's also one of those things that won't go away on its own. Um, what you should do is uh, we can do it in the office here. You don't have to go into a hospital or anything like that. We just mm-hmm. do a quick surgery, get it off and so forth. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get rid of it and you should be fine. Nice. Said, well, thank you. And, and I liked her. She was a good doctor and so forth. But I didn't really want to have even that kind of an office surgery. I just, it just rubbed me the wrong way. So I had kind of dismissed it. And then I saw The Secret. And then a couple months after mm-hmm. seeing The Secret, I'm still trying to get come to grips with, do I believe this stuff? Kind of along the lines mm-hmm. of what your question is talking about. And I realized, oh, I still have this cyst. I wonder mm-hmm. if I can get rid of a cyst using the law of attraction. Mm. So I decided to make that an experiment. And okay. the experiment was basically, okay, I'm going to spend like, you know, however long it takes. I'm just going to see if I can just get rid of that, that cyst. So I was just hitting it with gamma rays and I was just saying, you know, go away cyst and the cyst is gone and all this stuff. And it didn't go at all. It just didn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just stayed right there. It was insistent. It was going to stay on my pinky. And I said, well, Either this doesn't work or I'm doing it wrong, one or the other. I don't know which it is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think I rewatched the movie again, the, the Secret, and something in there clued an idea for me. The idea was, well, you want to visualize the way you want it to be. I said, well, mm-hmm. the problem is every time I look at that finger, I see the cyst there. How am I supposed to visualize it as what I want to be if I keep seeing a cyst there? Mm. And then I said, wait a minute, I got another pinky. And that one doesn't have a cyst on it. <laughs> I got another pinky. <laughs> so I'm going to pretend that this pinky looks like this pinky. <laughs> there you go. And so that's what I did. I started visualizing that. And then I forgot about it for a couple of weeks. And then I, mm-hmm. a couple weeks later, I remembered and looked down, and the cyst was gone. Like, Sweet. 
how the heck did that happen? <laughs> So that was my first experiment with manifesting that actually worked out, and I was just surprised. I, I, I was amazed that it actually happened, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. I think I first recognized it. I first recognized it really powerfully uh, when I had this job that I had for 30 years. Um, my I had my own business uh, buying and selling college textbooks, and um, I had learned back in the 80s or something that if you – if you don't set a goal, you'll never um, reach what you want. You know, you have to tell the universe that you want something and be clear about it and, before it can actually show up. And that's, you know, was this old idea called goal setting. And some people still totally follow that mm-hmm. that principle. And so I, I, I discovered it because I, um, I was struggling through my day to make a certain amount of money. Like let's say back then I only wanted to make like three hundred dollars a day, and I thought that was you know really good that I could if I could make three hundred dollars a day, and um, so I would I would set I I I would struggle and struggle, and then it'd be like noon or one o'clock, and I would realize why am I having such a hard time, and then I'd say oh maybe I need to set a goal, mm-hmm. so I'd say I'm gonna make three hundred dollars by five o'clock, and and then I would just stick to that I would just keep saying I'm gonna do it I'm gonna make three hundred dollars by five o'clock. And I would start to do it. It would happen. And it would happen in all these unusual ways. It would be like, wow, how did that happen that I met that person and they turned me on to that person and, and I was able to buy all these books and, and I made $300. And then I found out that every day I would go out to do this job that if I didn't set a goal, I would struggle. And when I remember to set the goal, I would almost always make it, usually within a few dollars of the goal. So then... As the years went on, I kept upping it. I kept saying, well, maybe I could make $400 a day. Maybe I could make $500 a day. And after about four or five years, I was at $1,200 a day, and it went, took it all the way to $1,500 a day. Wow. And it was simply a matter of setting the goal. And every and every day, I, it became like a ritual. As long as I set the goal... And then kind of let go and enjoyed my day. I mean, some days I would even sit in professor's office and talk for hours and, and then I would, I'd walk out of the office and walk to the office next door and make, make $600, you know, and, and I found that, oh my God, you know, this thing is, it's magic. It's totally magic. It's like you, you tell the universe what you want and it gives it to you. And, I, I'm a. I was amazing, you know, that it went on like that, and and I could say in total honesty, of those thirty years, I would say that ninety-five percent of those days I made the goal within a few dollars of it. Sometimes wow. it was just like within five to fifteen dollars of the goal, either one side or the other, just by setting it. And I always said, was this? I must be in the right setting, you know, and. And maybe I could have made a lot more, you know, who knows, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's as high, that's as high as I ever got. And then, and then, you know, that, that job just sort of started to end and my source of college textbook went, it went away because of the internet. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I've never repeated that totally in my life ever since then, you know, be I able to be in a situation where I can set a goal that clearly and then just achieve it. But boy, did it teach me how law of attraction works, you know, because, I had to go through a lot on those days to convince myself every day to just let go and let the universe do it for me. Mm-hmm. 
It was yeah. powerful. I, I like that story for a couple of reasons, not the least of which is it illustrates really well the fact that when you're trying to manifest something and you're, you're like this close, the one thing that holds you back more than anything else is your own belief. So mm-hmm. as you kept expanding your belief, you kept attracting more. You kept expanding your belief and you attracted more. And it, it was like a direct correlation. Every time that you expanded your belief, you attracted more. I mean, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's not very often mm-hmm. we get that kind of direct, you know, uh, feedback yeah. in that way, right? Yeah. It's really wonderful. And to watch how it would happen so, uh, in so many interesting ways, you know, just like, that's what blew my mind. It, mm-hmm. Like, how could it, how, like, I could be at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and have only made, um, you know, f- $500, and and then from 3 o'clock till 4, I'd make a 1,000. You know, it'd just be like, how the hell did that happen? You know? and, and, and on a lot of times on college campuses where it didn't even seem possible. It didn't even seem like I didn't even know where to go on that campus to find any books to purchase. And then something, one thing would lead to another, would lead to another. And all of a sudden, I'd walk into a situation. There it would be. You know, it'd be like... It was wonderful. <laughs> I just wish I was still doing that in a way because it was such an easy way to live. um. By the way, we have a a couple of people who shared their own experiences with what their first manifestations were. Um, Mm -hmm. First of all, uh, Didi was was getting excited about the stuff that we were talking about here and and expressing it. But more than that, she talked about her own experience. She said, I think I manifested coming out of depression after 20 years. Now, if you're going to Mm -hmm. manifest something, that's a darn good thing to manifest. That's you know, that's, that's, the that's way to like, do it. whoa, that's serious manifesting going on right there. And then uh, Nasha, who's also checked in to say hello and, and been greeting everybody. She says, I manifested healing my nymph, lymph nodes only by reading quantum healing. Like, hmm. whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I mean, okay. That, that, that beats a cyst any day as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Doggone, that's very good. Way to go, guys. That was really There's good. this book called The Divided Mind by Dr. John Sarno, and he's he was like the he was the foremost authority in the United States on the body mind connection, you know, psychosomatic medicine. He's considered like you know way up there because hardly any any MDs actually believe in psychosomatic medicine, but mm-hmm. he totally does. He totally believes that that mind body connection is important, and he claims in his book that that he's had tons of patients who just by reading his book and learning that there is such a thing as the mind-body connection were able to heal their illness mm-hmm. you know because once they realized that they were creating this with their mind the thing went away mm-hmm. and he, he said that's a huge amount of his or a large amount of his patients so i thought that was pretty cool just read that the book. is pretty cool it yeah is. yeah read the book the divided mind and see if it Totally takes care of what you got. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, as you guys were asking your questions, I had asked myself, okay, so what's my question to raise? And I think I've got it. Yeah. What's your question, Walt? My question is this. So often we are used to taking our signals from what goes on in the physical world to decide whether we're feeling good or feeling bad. My question is, when we're, especially when we're not feeling good, when, we're not, when we want to feel better, let's put it that way, what do we have to do to make sure that we're focusing on the idea that I can make myself feel good? I don't have to wait for the outside world to make me feel better. I can feel better just by choosing to. 
What's, what's, the, what's the thing that makes that happen? How do you do that consistently? I don't have an answer for that because I struggle with that so hard. <laughs> every time, every time I have a panic attack, I'm like, "Well, how can I end this quicker?" You know, or or any time I'm anxious about leaving the house, how can I how can I fix this? How can I? And I struggle with it, so I don't know. <laughs> I haven't figured that out yet. Okay, well, that's an honest answer. That's good. <laughs> Let's see what the life coach has to say. Tom, what's the secret there? <laughs> Oh, there's all kinds of little things that I've done. Um, I guess, I guess the main thing I do is I just tell myself that all I've got, or I get it, I go again, all I've got. What I have is this, is this moment. And in this moment, what do I, what do I choose? You know, what, what do I choose? Do I want to continue with the level of angst that I'm in? Or would I like to back off that level of angst? And, it seems like it really is my choice to back off it. Um, I know it could seem like the emotion is stronger than my will to change it, but um, I find generally I can I can just allow myself to relax. I, I it's a choice I make. I just say, you know, I don't want to be in this place where I feel this much angst, so I'm going to back off it. You know, like like I'm in control, <laughs> and um, you know. Can practice writing an appreciation journal. I can sit down and close my eyes and, and go into meditation and let myself just chill, be with my breath. That's always a good way. Get into the feeling that's happening in my body and just be with the feeling in my body. Don't race ahead of myself into the future and don't be too much worried about the past, but just be right there with whatever I'm experiencing. And it tends to morph. It, you know, if I really just notice the sensations in my body, It'll often just morph into something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Did you notice that? Um, well, not specifically with that process. I mean, uh, what what you were addressing really is kind of what my answer is, uh, which is have processes available that you've used before that you know are effective. So you were describing one just there that was that's an effective process for you. And uh, I like the advice that Patty Frame of who used to do the Monday afternoon podcast with me once gave me after a podcast when I was struggling with something. She said, um, what, what processes do you like to use when you're struggling with something? And I said, oh, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it. And she said, well, make a list. Make a list and post it on the wall where you're most likely to see it so that whenever you find yourself in that place where you're looking for uh, you know, the outside world to help you feel better and you know you need to kind of take control of it and make yourself feel better, then you have a list. You can, you got a go-to list. Just put on that list or even keep updating it over time. The various things that you've learned to do, your processes, your meditations, you know, your nature walks, whatever they are, just make a list of them so that you always have a place to go to to see what the options are. Because that's the hardest part of all. When we're facing, I need to take control of my own emotional state right now. I need to, I need to say to myself, yes, I can make myself, I have that power. I, have that, I can make myself feel better instead of waiting for something good to happen so that I can feel better. And the way to do that is by having that list to go to. Because when you have a list like that, it's like, oh, yeah, you forget. You know, if if you're in that bad state, you forget that you have these processes. You forget that they're available Mm -hmm. to you. But when you have the list, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, I do that, don't I? I, You know, when when I go take the nature walk, I feel better. I'm glad I put that on the list, you know? And Mm -hmm. I I liked her idea so much that after I got off uh, the the podcast with her, I made a list of 22 items... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's posted on the wall. I mean, it was like, holy cow, I have all these processes, and, and how could I not 
think of any of them when I'm not feeling good, but that's what we tend to do. So make a list. Make a list of the processes that work for you. And so that way, no matter how bad you're feeling, even if you're in just deep depression, you just go to your list. And you, you just pick whichever one feels best at that moment. I find it's different every time. Sometimes this one feels better. Sometimes that one feels better, whatever. Find the one that feels better and then just do it. And do it even if you're not feeling good about doing it. Just it, pick the best one and do it anyway. And when you do that consistently, you find that the problem of being able to take control of your own feelings starts to dissipate over time. Mm-hmm. Good advice. I like it. Yeah, it works really well. Now, the hardest part I have is remembering to check the list. <laughs> <laughs> you do have to do that part. There is step one, right? <laughs> it's kind of like what uh, Joel Elston once told me in, in response to a similar question that I posed to him. Um, he says, well, it, it's a really complex formula that you have to follow. I said, oh, what is that? He says, well, step one is to feel better. That's the complex formula. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my approach. You guys have any other approaches? How do you how do you deal with that issue? Especially now that I've cued your mind, Alex. I mean, you said before you didn't really know how to do it. What, what's, what's your feeling now for yourself? What, what's your best thing to do if you're needing to, to take control of how you feel? I guess reaching out is, is how I adjust, like, uh, you know, reaching out to a friend of friend or whoever is, uh, not at work at the moment (laughs) and just call them and, and get distracted. That's the best thing for me. Yeah. Especially if you have the right friends to call the ones who, who are uplifting. If you got an uplifting friend, boy, that's a great kind of friend to call. All my friends are uplifting. I don't, I don't keep negative people in my circle. So there you go. There you go. That's a good solution. Especially not 2019. I don't cut people off that are negative. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Canceling them. <laughs> Dear so-and-so, I'm, I regret to inform you you have been removed from the list. Good luck. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, I, I did that. I did it on Facebook. I'm like, if you're reading this, congratulations, you're still on my friends list. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. <laughs> Wait a minute, I didn't get that one. No, forget <laughs> This is before I knew you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. No, that's funny. So let's see. I'm not seeing any, any new questions. A lot of people are, are sharing their own experiences, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Siraj just... Oh, I have never seen an emoji like the one that Siraj just posted. It's like a sticker emoji. It's like this big, laughing, smiling face. Very cool one. I like that. But no yeah, real those questions are the Facebook there. emojis. Yeah. So nothing really going on there. So why don't, should we try round two of, of bringing up our own questions? Sure. I know Tom's ready. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure is on. <laughs> Let's see. Can we understand what our can we understand what our emotions are telling us? without knowing what the beliefs behind them are? That's a pretty complicated question. Mm. Um, you could do an entire show on that question. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, some people, you know, don't talk about changing beliefs. They talk about changing the emotion. But I really think that the belief 
that you have is really powerful. Um, I started a little book of my beliefs. <laughs> really? You know, a little, yeah, I got a little, um, spiral. Well, I had this little spiral notebook. And, um, and so on every page, on, on one half of it, I write, I write like on, on one half the belief that I have. And on, and if it's a belief that I don't want to keep, then on the other side of the page, I write the new belief that I'd rather have mm-hmm. going forward. But I want to start seeing, you know, what are all the beliefs that are operating me, <laughs> you know, like that I'm operating from. Because so so many of them are beliefs that I don't want anymore or that it's just cool to see like, oh, I actually believe that way about things, you know, and kind of blows my mind, some of them, you know. That sounds kind uh, of like the, uh, the Abraham book, uh, the, what do you call it, the Book of Positive Aspects. Yeah, one of their prospects processes. That sounds exactly like that process because in that one, they, you, mm-hmm. you, you write down on the left hand side what's not what you're thinking about in the way that you don't want to think about, it, and on the right hand side, you change it to what you yeah. do want to think about. Yeah, I have the I do that with clients a lot. I mean, it's one of the common things that we work on is a is making a a, a two column thing like that, and on one side, write what are you telling yourself about your life all the time. You know, in different, the different areas. And on the other side of the column, you know, you leave a space that you're going to write your new, better feeling story that you'd rather be telling yourself. Because a lot of times we keep repeating the same problems in our life just because we keep saying the same thing to ourselves over and over again. But a lot of times the beliefs, they seem to be subconscious, almost like we don't even realize we're running them, you know, because they're so, we're so familiar with them. We've been doing them since we were little kids sometimes, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, like I, people don't, people don't like me or I'm, I'm not lovable or however we're saying it. You know, it's usually not, we're not saying it exactly like that, but we're thinking something that is actually triggering our getting the same result over and over again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good to become aware of what those things are. And I know that's what Seth, you know, Seth is like Abraham, um, another channeled entity. And they say that it's really beliefs that are behind everything, you know, and if you get, to where you recognize what your beliefs are, um, you you can change everything in your life by recognizing what you're telling yourself with your beliefs. Mm-hmm. This is true. Yeah. Now we've actually stimulated a question from the from the audience. Uh, Nasha mm-hmm. says, "Certain liars online bother me. How do I deal with them? Delete and block." And Didi, by the way, already has answers. She says, Didi, "Yes, delete and block." There should be no room yes. in your life for people's crap. You're not here to be bothered exactly. by nonsense. Exactly. <laughs> Cancel them. <laughs> cancel them. <laughs> I think it's also more than canceling, though. It's also taking attention away from them. Well, if you delete and block, they're out of sight, out of mind. So. That's true. That's true. Yes. And, and I, I certainly advocate delete and block. Um, yes. But you also mm-hmm. have to take your attention off of it. Because if you delete and block and then you sit there saying, oh, I can't believe they did that, you're just attracting more of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to change the mindset, too. And, and the mindset has to say, well, they aren't very important. I'm done. What's next? Well, that goes with my mantra. Why do, why do you care, though? Yeah. You just got to keep reminding yourself, but why do you care? And exactly. think about it and then let it go. Yeah. That, that's actually a good point, too, because... If we can notice what it is, why would I care about something like that? Sometimes what will yeah. come up is our own little resistance level that we hadn't really thought mm-hmm. about before and, and recognize, oh, wow, I've been putting out this resistance on this this one wavelength, if you will, and I didn't realize it. Well, 
shoot, now I know what to deal with. Now I, now I just have to release this thing that I've been hanging on to all this time. But before, yeah. I didn't know about it. I know about it now? Cool. Okay. Well, I can release that now. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing as becoming aware of what your what your beliefs are. You know. Yep. Once you know what they are, you can say, well, I don't want to think that way anymore. I think I'm going to mm-hmm. change that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I have the same list that, that Tom has because uh, – my therapist gave me gave me basically the same thing, like what what negative thoughts that we think, and then on the other side is what positive thoughts that you can change it to. So, for instance, it's like, um, for I can't do this. And then on the other side, it says, well, try thinking like this. I can do this, and I've done it before. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. So that's, that's, yeah, on the same line as uh, what Tom does. Now she's like, asking. I like what. Now she's asking you for for some more help, Alex. Um, she, I, actually, I'm here. <laughs> she posted twice. She says, "I'm sick of being civil. How do I not care?" While you were giving your answer just then, and then she said, uh, "Alex, keep on telling me, please. Uh, how do I not care? What's what's your method for not caring?" I was I was built that way. <laughs> <laughs> I just give zero Fs. Like <laughs> I don't have time. I'm, plus I'm 35. I don't have time for anybody else's mess. I have my own, so <laughs> I just keep the negativity out of my life. Keep with the positivity, and yeah, you just you just can't allow people to get under your skin or get into your into your soul. Like that's just. I don't know. That's that's disruptive. Like you can't you can't you can't handle it. But yeah, like I said, just ask why do you care? Think about it, and cancel the emotion. Keep it moving, and delete and block. <laughs> One of the most powerful words in the English language is next. No. <laughs> next? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like what's going on. Next. Next. <laughs> <laughs> don't One let of the, the door. Main principles of sales. Of That's doing true. A sales job is you got to be able to always say, "Well, didn't happen on that door. Next, yep. go to the next door." Or it's somebody of the gives you a bad One of the time. Principles of dating. That's yeah, true. really dating. That's for sure. Yeah. From the X to the next. And if if the uh, the difficulty is in letting go. Then when you say next, you, uh, not just letting go, she used the word civil. If the difficulty is you're tired of being civil, you don't have to say this to their face. Just say this in your own mind. Say next. Right. And don't, and don't let the door hit you on the butt on the way out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. You don't have to have a full out conversation. I've learned that, you know, closure doesn't always come, mm. whether you want it to or not. So, so even if you want closure, the other person may not. So just drop it. Let it go. Yeah. Keep it moving. You know, I I find too that when I, I I don't, I won't actually say to somebody's face, don't let the door hit you in the butt. But if I say that in my mind, well, I I know you would, but (laughs) 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 I mean, that's a given. (laughs) No, seriously. Uh, But, you know, I I don't want to be uncivil in that way. But I find if I say it within my own head, and just, you know, give that smile, you know, like an inside saying, don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. I feel better, and then I can release it. Yeah. It's my way of just yeah. saying, okay, I can let that go. No problem. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sniveling. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just have to let it go. And and whatever way you exactly. it takes to let it go, you let it go. 
I mean, you know yourself better than we do. You you know exactly what makes you tick when it comes to letting go of something. Because you've let stuff go, go before. That's probably the best thing to do. Remember what you've let go of before. How'd you do it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. every one of us has a, has a defense like that. We all have some way that mm-hmm. we know to let go of stuff. So how'd you let go of stuff in the past? Do the same thing. Yeah. Like so. letting go of each... That's like letting go of uh, feeling bad in 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 any given moment, you know. Can mm. you can you just say next next moment, next moment, yeah. and, <laughs> and not and not carry forward the bad feeling? You know, it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nasha says you do a lot of next, but even uh, next you get sick of next too. <laughs> and I understand that. That's that's what a salesman has to deal with, right, Tom? You're, you when you have to do a yeah. next 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 next, that, that can be kind of tiring. Well, what you do is you, I think you keep putting, when I was doing sales, I would keep getting more excited, you know, like play the game of, um, oh, I must be getting closer to discovering it. If, uh, mm-hmm. if I, if I'm getting all these no's, I must be getting closer and closer to a yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's got to be something in us that's, that always believes, it seems that things are going to get better. You know, it seems like that, that's a really helpful place to be, you know, where you, you just say, you know, well, maybe the life is designed to, to work. Maybe it's not designed for me to continue to fail. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there's grace. You know, something like, uh, like blessing in life. Like maybe it's designed to unfold in a better way if I if I just get my head in that place. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than always thinking, oh, it's just going to be one bad thing after another. You know, when when will it ever get better? Instead, we say it's bound to get better. It's gonna get better. I'm looking forward to it being better. Mm-hmm. You know, Not if, you say, if you keep saying, you know, when's it gonna get better? When's it gonna get better? You're perpetuating the negativity. Yeah, good point. So, uh, yeah, yeah, because you don't want to say, perpetuate that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, it Shandy, is getting better. It is. It, it is it's, getting. It's, it's it all, is better. It's already better. It is yeah. already better. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's even better. Yeah. Better. Better. It's a better. better. <laughs> it is the best. <laughs> yeah. Nasha and Didi were going back and forth uh, in the comments section about it, and uh, at one point, Nasha says, uh, "I love Didi." Like when Alex says, "Why do I care?" LOL. And I answer in myself, "What do you know?" As in, she doesn't know how where I live things are. I wish, and I will know soon. Uh, I think I missed a lot. I missed part of the comment, but basically, <laughs> basically, she was she's describing how we play these little conversations in our head. You know? Yes, we do. Yes. And those conversations are what we're trying to kind of get out of, in a sense, so that we aren't stuck That's in that. I say, that endless tennis say, match. Why do you care? Why do you care? And you got to answer it. Yeah, that's the, that's the important part. Is you got to answer it. I mean, what, like, can you give an example? What's the kind of answer that you've come up with in the past? Well, why do I care? Okay, so I was, there was a guy I was talking to before, and, and we ended up becoming friends, so, and it was something stupid, like, uh, I posted a picture and he didn't like it, and I was like, but why do you care? Why do you care that he didn't like your picture? And then I was like, I don't know. I don't know why I care. It's not even that big of a deal. It's not that serious because 30 other people like my picture. So moving on. In other words, by posing the question, why do you care? And then uh, answering the question with, well, I don't know, you were diffusing it. You were taking the the sting out of it. You were taking the energy out of it. Yeah. Which makes sense because Mm -hmm. 
the 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 uh, the poisonous stuff is the stuff that lingers because it never actually gets the light of day. Yes. Never gets exposed. It never gets looked at. And the funny thing is, when we look at the stuff up close, it dissolves in our hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just kind of oh, why am I so upset about this 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 pile of mud here? And you start playing yeah. with the mud, and it just kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do anything with the mud, you just leave it in the in the shadows there. That mud doesn't go anywhere. It just stays right there. <laughs> well, you just go. Why do I care? Because it's going to rain anyway, so it'll wash away. Yeah. So very good. All right. Let's see. Do we have any other questions here? Uh, lots of conversation. Nasha saying a bunch of stuff. I'm sick. <laughs> He's saying, "Well, I'm sick of living for forty years in a way." I I care because it hurts me. He says, I care because it hurts me. What do you think about that? I wasn't built with that gene. So <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I have, because of the Asperger's, I have no empathy, so I don't, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So there's a benefit to Asperger's. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's a blessing and a curse because then you're mean to people and you don't even mean to be, but you don't know you're doing it. Mm. You're just, you're just being you. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely, I definitely have the emotional connection. Like I, you know, I care because I mean, it hurts me. And then I, then I, what I do is I look at it and say, why does it hurt me? What is it that Mm. I want from that person that, Mm -hmm. that I would get that reactive to, the fact that he doesn't want to acknowledge me, you know, he, he looks the other way when he, whenever he sees me, you know, at these gatherings, you know, there is a guy that does that to me. And, uh, and I'm always wondering, what is it, what did I do to ever piss him off, you know? But then I, after a while, I just decided, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend my time trying to figure it out. I'm just gonna let go of the fact that he, that he does it, you know? But it's good to, for me to look and see, why does it push my buttons, you know? Like, what is it that I need? from him, you know, and that's a, that's a good thing for me to, to, to take a look at, you know, mm-hmm. why, why does it push my buttons? Yeah. Just I leave an open-ended questions. Just leave an open-ended question about it. Yeah. And then life will kind of show me what it is I'm expecting to find from this guy acknowledging me, you know, I want, Oh, I really like to be liked. Oh, I, I really got a lot of my, self-worth out of somebody liking me you know well that's fine but other people like you you it doesn't have yeah. to be that one person it doesn't have to be that one you person gotta remember right? the other people on the list that's right yeah and recognize also that you know that guy's got his own thing going on mm-hmm. and i've even had other friends tell me oh you know he does the exact same thing to me I mm-hmm. said, oh, okay. okay you know so it's his thing that's a characteristic he's got a big he's got a big hit on ignoring people yeah um, because he's afraid of something in his life. It's bringing up something for him. So mm-hmm. for me to not take it personally, but it's good because it, it triggers stuff that I know I've got issues there. I know I've got something about wanting to be liked by everybody. You know? <laughs> well, I think we issue. all feel that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We all want to be loved. There's an Abraham Hicks quote that I like for these kinds of situations. Um, it comes from one of their books. Um, and it's on the topic of basically what you're talking about, Tom, about somebody disapproving of you. Um, not, you know, or, or like what I was saying, they didn't like your picture or something along that line. Um, and it's from uh, 
their their main book, their primer on the Law of Attraction, the Law of Attraction, the basis of the teachings of Abraham. It's by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And if you have a copy of it, you can actually find it on page 141. And it reads like this. It says, their disapproval of me is their lack. If there are others who see something in you that you that they do not approve of, most often you see their disapproval reflected back through their eyes, and you feel that you have gone wrong in some way. And we say to you, it's not your lack, it's theirs. It's their inability to be the allower that brings forth their negative emotion. It's not your imperfection. And, like fashion, if you flip it around, when you feel negative emotion because you've seen something in others that you do not want to see, it is not their lack, it is your own. So when you make the decision that you want to see only that which pleases you, then you will begin to see only that which pleases you. And all of your experiences will bring forth positive emotion because, by the law of attraction, you will attract unto you only that which is in harmony with what you want. By understanding the power of your emotions, you can then direct your thoughts, and then you will no longer need others to behave differently in order for you to feel good. Hmm. And I like that. I think it's really good. I, I like think it it's too. powerful. In fact, Nasha mentioned that she's an empath, and that that's... Um, that that's where the core of a lot of the problems are for her. And that's what made me think mm-hmm. of that quote, Nasha, because that quote directly addresses the, the empath and says, just because you're an empath doesn't mean that you're looking at how people are looking at you correctly or how you're looking at others correctly. Mm-hmm. It just means that you have a strong emotional connection. Well, you can yes. use that strong emotional connection, but in the context of what's the proper way to understand what's going on here. Whose stuff is this anyway? That we're talking about in any given situation mm-hmm. is is the is it when you're feeling bad is it your stuff or is it really their stuff and similarly when you're when you're not liking what somebody else is doing is it their stuff or is it really your stuff which is it you kind of have to sort that out i think because if you can yeah. sort it out and, and realize what the real perspective is here you're going to find that uh people can't push your buttons as easily right. it's not going to work now siraj has a question i want to make sure i get siraj's question in because it's a good one he says, what about manifesting an ex back? Boy, we see that one a lot in the groups. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> manifesting a what? An ex. An ex. A relationship. Oh, an ex-back. Boy. Yeah. Do I get that in coaching? Yeah, that's a that's a common coaching uh, that is a thing common that brings clients to me. <laughs> being, yeah. now, now, he is listening because he says, um, uh, now, should I just use the word next? Yes. <laughs> they're an ex for a reason there was something about them that didn't mesh with your soul you need to move on <laughs> I agree with that uh, in fact, there is someone out there for everyone so they, you, will, you will find that person there are actually multiple people for everyone I, I think that the, the most damaging concept out there is the idea that there's only one soulmate or what they call it what's the latest? a twin flame there's only one twin flame out there Mm. And it's absolute BS. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, there's they're, a whole campfire. They're, they're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are over seven billion people on the planet, and there can be only one. Really? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't even make sense. You know? Yeah. But that's basically saying I am so different from everybody else that no one could possibly like me except for that one person. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of true because, I mean, you are the only you. But it also assumes that 
as the only you, there's only one other person who could like that you. And that's not true. Anybody who's got more than one friend knows that that's not true. Because they have more than one person who likes you. And then like and love are two different things. (laughs) They're very closely related, though. They are. They are. You know. And, And honestly, I... One of the things I had to learn, and I'm still learning it, I'm learning it better and better, is to blur the, the distinction. Because we tend mm-hmm. to create this artificial distinction in our minds that says, well, there's like and there's love. But what I've come to realize is the people I like, I actually love them too. I just wasn't Same. thinking, I wasn't allowing myself to think of it that way. But I actually do love them. Does that mean that I want to climb into bed with them? No, not necessarily. That's not the point. The point is, how do right. I feel about them? Mm-hmm. You know, if I feel love toward that person, then I feel love toward that person. That's all there is to it. Yep. And the more that I'm able to allow that to come out, the better I am, the better off I am. So I, I kind of reject the distinction between like and love. I don't think it's, I don't think, I think it's just more a matter of degree than anything else. I don't think it has any, any, yeah. any real power beyond that. Yeah. See, in my life, there's levels. So, like, you have, like, regular friendship, then you have your, well, no, you have your acquaintances, then your regular friendship, holiday friends fall in there somewhere, and then <laughs> and then mm-hmm. you have uh, your best friends, you're, like, your, your circle, and then the person you're with. And then there's family, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in my life, there's levels, and sure. you have to work your way up the ladder. <laughs> I love it. Work your way up your ladder of approval. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus, the other thing that occurs to me is, look at all the people who, um, they have a spouse and the spouse dies. It's mm-hmm. a fairly fairly common occurrence. Now look at how yep. many of them remarry. Yep. Do you think that all those people who remarried were settling for second best? No. So clearly, you, there is more than one person for us. Otherwise, they couldn't That's find it. that other person. That's what I said. There's That's a it. whole campfire. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I so, like the thing. The thing Abraham said at one point. They said within ten miles of where you live, you know, if you live in a metro area, there's there's probably <laughs> about a thousand people that you could be in a really good relationship with. That's true. So within ten miles, you know. Yeah. You know, at least a thousand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm thinking. Well, you yeah, know, because what they're what they're saying is that it's really not that hard to it's it's all in you, you know. It's, it's like what you're doing with your own um, expectations, I guess, in your own evaluation of the whole situation. That mm-hmm. you got to be easy with loving yourself, and then you can be a lot easy with loving other people. I guess. I guess that's what they're saying. I think that's, that's what it. I interpret it. Yeah. I, yeah. That's what almost every form of self-limiting beliefs come from. They come from this belief like you just described right there, that you know, there's only a certain number of people who could possibly love me. There's, there, the, the only thing that could possibly work is, is the person I'm with right now, and if that relationship falls apart, my life is ruined. That's a limiting belief. No. Yeah. And those limiting yeah. beliefs are the only reason why we don't find any of those 999 people. Because we decided we're not going to find them. We couldn't possibly find them. There's nobody who could fulfill me like this other person did. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. You know? And the moment yeah. we say that, then the universe says, your wish is my command. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, stop commanding the universe to say there's only one person for me. And you'll mm-hmm. find your experience mm-hmm. will change. 
Mm-hmm. We are our, our own best friends, and we are our own worst enemies. We are both. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's for sure. We can be and so rough love on ourselves. It's infinite. It is. That's the beauty of it. That's mm-hmm. the incredible. And it's all happening inside of us. That's what's so amazing. All yeah. this stuff mm-hmm. with external friends and relationships. It's it's all happening inside of us somehow. You know, we're we're the ones that have to find our own peace of mind and our own love of ourselves and our own ease and our own openness, and then we attract that, you know? Mm-hmm. By the way, Dee Dee is psyched. Dee Dee is psyched. She says, 1,000 within 10 miles? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, get out there, girl. <laughs> it's not easy. Start going, Let me tell you. Start going door to door. <laughs> No, it, all, it all happens inside of you, though, right? <laughs> Not door to door. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Hi, I understand there's a thousand people out there that could be in a relationship with you. must be one of them. <laughs> you know what? That doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> Girl, get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That, maybe that's not the best method. That's that's not the uh, the way you want to knock on someone's door. Hey, no. I heard I, I can be with a thousand people. You want to be one of them? <laughs> must be some kind of inner attitude that. Yeah, you know, definitely. Some kind of inner attraction that you get so attractive in loving yourself that you're so, somehow you're open to all kinds of people loving you. Yep. And that's it, yeah. right there. That's why you don't have to go door to door. Thank goodness. Exactly. Right. They all come to you. They all come to you. Yeah. Right. A thousand people. Man. Look all the people out in front of my house. Yeah. I actually had that kind of not not in terms of relationships, but I had I experienced that in the last week or so when all of a sudden Facebook started sending me all these people who are asking me to be their their Facebook friends, and I I don't know if I told you, Alex, it has actually accelerated. Yesterday I had I had five hundred requests yesterday. Wow. wow. 500 friend requests. And I'm How thinking, does that happen? I, I think You're going to need some, an assistant. Tell me about it. I'm, I'm You're thinking that... You're going to need a Facebook there, intern. <laughs> there, there is, there's got to be like part of the Facebook algorithm that when you respond to say yes, 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 they say, okay, we'll, we'll find more and more people and encourage them to ask you to be their friend. I think that's, yeah. there's something like that going on. So You I've, really got 500 requests in one day? In one day, yeah. And what do you attribute it to, the algorithm? I think there's an algorithm that, that kind of keeps track of who are you agreeing to. And then they try to, to encourage other people who fit that same profile, however they figure that out, to ask you, Here, here's some more people. You know how they, they give you a list? Here's some people who you could conceivably yeah, have something in common with. Friends. Yeah, suggested friends. So you just end up on more and more suggested friend lists. So I think are you saying happening. yes to tons of people every day? Not anymore. Because <laughs> oh, I, I don't want to have 1,500 by tomorrow. <laughs> How so, many do you have now? How many friends? I, I was actually you... up above 1,000, which for me is unusual. For me, I, I used to be like around 100. And, and oh. the 1,000, yeah. I didn't feel like they were really friends anyway. You know, So I, I started well, yeah. trimming them back. But um, what I've decided to do now is I'm I'm focusing on just going through the list, looking for you know what am I looking for, and checking profiles mm-hmm. out if I see something interesting and that kind of thing, and then approving yeah. those and saying no thank you to the others, being selective about it, and seeing so what happens. So did you go that. back and unfriend some of the people you had friended? Or? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. you did because yeah. you didn't yeah. know them, huh? I didn't know I've them, and 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 don't as they, I was, don't they get really uh, don't they get really offended and then they hate you? 
Well, they, no, they don't know that you. They I know I exactly. Oh, okay, exactly. Yeah, and well, that, even if they beauty. did, oh well. Yeah, oh well. Oh, well. Yeah. Next. Next. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ought to have you ought to have all your friends over sometime. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> all those well, twin flames out there yeah how many people can we get on blue jeans at once uh i believe we can get 100 <laughs> on this platform actually believe it or really? not yeah wow. yeah boy would that be noisy <laughs> but it'll yeah. be a lot of fun when it happens that's for sure and the pictures yeah, would be really tiny tiny little pictures of each <laughs> yeah, one. yeah the yeah. thumbnails get really tiny yes <laughs> <laughs> we lost your picture on this feed um well, yeah, we did. Well, we don't we don't see you anymore. Oh, really? We haven't seen you. Yeah. yeah, we haven't seen you for like a half hour, but we didn't want to interrupt. Wow. <laughs> but it's been kind of nice. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I wonder why you went away. I don't at know. At one point, your at one point your picture. Yeah, froze. there you are. Now you're back. What'd you do? I clicked my camera twice, so I clicked it to turn it off oh. and turn it back on. Oh, so okay. I think we found a glitch in the software. <laughs> you had turned it off somehow. No, it was actually on. I, that's why I went to just double check it to see if the camera was on, and it was, it, the, the yeah. icon was on. But you're right, the little—you know how there's a little light on on the, yeah. uh, the camcorder. The, the light was off, yeah. but the but the button said it was on. So that's why I clicked okay. it twice. Yeah. So now next time you don't, have, you don't have to wait a half an hour. Next time you can let me know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we were just trying to accept that. I was just trying to accept that not seeing you, I could live with it, you know. But it was hard. <laughs> It was hard. <laughs> yeah, but I got over it. Well, I'm at Evo I'm looking Blue at Jeans. I'm looking at Alex all the time, and it's so beautiful that I just <laughs> <laughs> look how she's all fixed up today. She's got on. Her she does look great today, no she doubt sure about it. Absolutely. As I dyed my hair. Oh yeah, you went from blue to black. Yes, it's it's my natural hair color. I haven't been my natural, natural hair color since I was 16. Wow. Oh really? What was the impetus yeah. behind that? It's the guy I just life. like being star bright. I like to shine like a diamond. So well, it's working. Multiple colors all the time. There we go. <laughs> shine right. on you, crazy diamond. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, that on that happy note, we're actually over time, so we'll have to draw a close to it. But uh, we have done lots of laughing and lots of enjoying today, and gotten some great questions. So thank you to everybody involved, and we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.